Happy Smut Day, and welcome to Holy Ship, where two ex-evangelical women disappoint our parents and invite you to the church of steamy romance novels. It's going to be a fun, feminist good time and not safe for work. Hi. Hi. Holy shit. (laughs) I'm Esther. So this is another romance novel podcast. There are a lot, so what's one more? And we just wanted to talk about romance novels, and it's great that we finally have a place to do that. Other than Instagram, we both find this. Everywhere. Yeah, so the plan for this is to do one book per episode. Yeah. Once a week, as long as as it works out that way. Fill the void. Purity culture, recovering romance readers. Right. Do you want to talk about your your uh, background in that? Man, is this like youth group testimony sharing time? Yep. I <laughs> uh, grew up in the evangelical church for my entire life and then realized that my church was fucked. <laughs> I distinctly remember being like 12 and having boobs already and nobody else did. And I was just trying to yeah, figure boobs. out how to how to exist with like <laughs> C cups at like 12. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Not so one from church told me that I needed to wear like a friggin' turtleneck in July because my boobs were just existing. <laughs> I feel like that's like the start of my purity culture awareness, being yeah. told that my body is wrong for existing. And then this, uh, this year, in those last 12 months, you know, formally, I came face to face with how messed up my church was when our 40-year-old pastor started dating a 22-year-old child. Fun. And if that's not purity culture. (laughs) (laughs) My um, siblings fit right in to church and I did not. So I kind of did my own thing. Eventually, I just got to the point where I was like, I'm just going to toss off all of it. And uh, here we are. There's been so much freedom in romance novels for me. And I'm sure there has one for you, too. Oh, yeah. Learned, I learned a lot about myself, actually. <laughs> I remember so distinctly. I've actually been, like, trying to look for this book. But when I was gifted my first e-reader, you know how you go to the free romance section? Yeah. And there's like random romance novels. The first true, more on the erotic side of romance novels I read was about a forced marriage between (laughs) a virgin and a rake because I didn't fully at like 13 comprehend what a virgin was. Really? Yes. Oh, man. You don't know what a virgin is, only that Mary was one. Exactly. My mom explained it to me at like 12 that she was like, oh, a virgin is someone who's just not married yet. Oh, yeah. That's, I think, the most. My mom, when I asked from the nativity play what a virgin was, she said, it's somebody who can't have a baby. So for the longest time, I was equating virgin with (laughs) like infertile. So that was very amazing. I remember. So, okay, you were going to find this hilarious. So it was eighth grade sex ed class. And my eighth grade teacher was, you know, those anonymous question boxes where you like submit your question and then he reads it and answers it. Mm -hmm. 
So masturbation was thrown around as a term and I had no clue what it was. I did not understand. And so in this anonymous question box, I wrote down what is masturbation and I put it in the box and this asshole pulls it out and he starts laughing and he's like, who wrote this? You all know what it is. Um, I'm humiliated because I genuinely don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I don't understand any of this. Anyways. I want to say that that sounds like terrible sex ed, but the fact that we don't have any. (laughs) Did you ever get the whole like, girls, you stay in here and talk about how you're a beautiful woman and how to prevent your brothers from stumbling. And then the guys all got to like, go play dodgeball or eat kangaroo meat. We had to go on what's, what's called a purity retreat for a weekend where I just want to say my youth minister's wife was batshit crazy. And she told us that like the number one thing that we should avoid was tight pants because those were like the major stumbling block blocking girls wore leggings or tight pants. Yeah. Heaven forbid that our shoulders and our thighs were in any way, shape, or form revealed. And like, heaven forbid that we should be comfortable by any means. I know. So I used to play on the the worship team. This is when I was like 14. So I was growing and all my clothes were getting too small. And I guess my shirt was riding up in the side just a little bit, enough for some lady to pull me aside and tell me about it and say that I was flashing everyone. Which was very dramatic. So we were like, we were Church of Christ, which is very a very legalistic evangelical denomination. And although halfway through my childhood, it changed to non-denominational, which is like church speak for not like other churches. <laughs> Even though it's the exact same, nothing changed. I feel like our church would classify as non-denominational, but at the end, we're so Baptist that it's like, okay. it's a joke. Um, I think we're going to start with books that we both love yeah, and have a lot to work with there and then kind of see what happens based on feedback. If we get feedback, if people listen to this, we're open to it because I think we kind of have enough similar tastes, enough overlap in our taste in romance novels. I think you're mostly a contemporary reader. I'm like half and half historical contemporary. Yeah. I definitely have phases where I'm like all in historical. Right. Yeah. It's definitely like a, I'm going to binge on this for a while and then do something else. There's a lot of books that I've picked up because of you specifically. And there's very few that we've disagreed on. So we've got a couple good favorites lined up. Bam, bam, bam. So what are some of your favorite things in a romance novel? Favorite tropes? Oh, okay. I am such a sucker for like, brother's best friend and I don't know why because I am the oldest of two girls (laughs) like yeah it's not like I've had an older brother's best friend that I've crushed on right not why it's not my thing is because I have an older brother and all of his friends are disgusting (laughs) and I always have been growing up they're just like the worst (laughs) I feel like those like young adult romance novels romanticize this idea of having an older brother and him mm-hmm. having hot friends. And I'm like, mm, I don't have that. 
and he's protective so all of his friends are kind of off limits which makes them hotter exactly and I, I feel like it's productive toxic masculinity yeah that's how I've always thought about it in my head I'll forgive a lot in a romance novel <laughs> is that superior to best friend's brother okay to me they're the same okay. like like best friend's brother slash brother's best friend I link them together and I link like fake dating marriage of convenience together right okay there's some and they're like for sure. like they're the same like I I don't prefer one over the other they give the same vibes yeah I get that one love the brothers <laughs> oh like I I tried <laughs> I tried you know, bonkers romance are always saying that, like, you think that you have hard lines until you read a book that changes your mind. Yeah, yeah. Except for I've never once read a stepbrother novel that's changed my mind. I just, I, you can throw taboo romances at me left, right, and center. But when it's family or, like, guardian, it doesn't, like, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> can't do it. No guardian romances. <laughs> Okay, I really, I did like the Katie Robert. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> that one was good, but I felt like it was done in a way where they didn't have this whole like fatherly paternal vibe. Like he was yeah. really distant removed. I did read one. It was Unconditional by QB Tyler. And I'm not one to shit on romance novels. <laughs> People love this one. So he's the cop that comes and rescues her from like her parents die in a car accident when she's seven and he raises her like basically single fathers her since she was seven years old. Okay. Yeah. And then they start fucking before she's 18. Okay. Now we start getting to some lines, even for me. Like that is, I finished it on a Sunday morning before church when I was still going to church had a scalding hot shower and ran to church and confession you'd be going straight to confession absolutely absolutely it was I'm glad that people like it it was not for me yeah in any way shape or form we're not here to shame anyone I'm not gonna we're not yucking anybody's yum never that's not who we are sometimes we just want to ask why yeah lots of whys what's a book that you had a hard line and it changed your mind that's okay thruples like any sort of poly book I'm like Mm -hmm. oh my god I could never I could never read them I don't understand and then I read them I was like (laughs) well that when I just read New Camel that was my first poly book was it really? Yeah. I okay. had read one before. Okay. And so I was like, these three, like they have, they all three have to end up together or I'm going to die. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, obviously I've downloaded that series because of you. I know that you were like <laughs> texting me in the middle of it. You're like, dude, dude, you, you, you got have it. to. You gotta. <laughs> you have to. And you were like immediately do swords cross. So the architect, Nikki Sloan, it is a not swords crossing Okay. Poly book. Like it's an MFM. But then there's like a somewhat romantic relationship between the two guys, but there's not a sexual one. And at the end of it, I was like, 
why aren't you fucking? Why is this? Like, why are you separate? Why is very unsatisfying that you have no reason to not all be in this together? Yeah. The only book I've read did it up together was Pool Boy, which Mm. is not. I love an age gap going in the other direction. Like older guy, younger girl. Yeah. 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 The pool boy was still better than the architect because I was so mad that these dudes weren't fucking each other too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I think we'll have a strong start with book, just starting out with some of our favorites or books that we've loved in recent history. I have, kind of- I'm like staring at this one, but I've got a heart and blood of ash that I picked up oh, because yeah. of you that I just started today. Oh, for some reason I thought you'd already read it. Mm, I bought it okay. a while ago. <laughs> We could do that well, one too, <clears throat> because that one has some fun stuff in it, and it's you know I don't read a lot of like <clears throat> fantasy romance. I don't read any fantasy romance, and I have four that are all lined up for the next little bit for me. Okay, so we're going <clears throat> we're going into a fantasy romance moment for me. Gotcha. I'm trying to get into a paranormal romance moment so I can read Immortals After Dark. Which I saw that you very not my thing started that I'm very curious to hear your thoughts on that because I know that a lot of people really love Cressley Cole yeah so I'm I'm almost done with the first book and it's fine I think I did all the vampire things when I was a youngin and I kind of got it out of my system I don't know if I want to go back to that <clears throat> what are your um, favorite tropes we that was we were on tropes we were talking about yeah, that. yeah 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 so I mentioned age gap uh my favorite is any kind of opposites attract but especially if you have like a type a uptight person and like a very very laid back carefree person who thinks that their like neuroses are really cute and pushes their buttons about it (laughs) or like you know any grumpy sunshine if it's legit because sometimes I'm like this person's not that grumpy and it kind of ruins it for me did you read window shopping Mm mm-hmm Yep. So that one was really push- pushed as a grumpy sunshine. But she wasn't grumpy at all. She wasn't grumpy. She was just released from prison. She was just in jail. Like That one was mild grumpy, but she was grumpy for good reasons, not just grumpy because she was an asshole. Yeah. And I enjoyed that book. But it was good. Bowtie Kings. Yeah. Oh, do you have any like, you won't touch it or it has to be done really, really well for you to love it. Tropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, billionaires won't touch it Mm. it's too hard for me to suspend my disbelief that a billionaire could be like become a decent person capable of love Mm. like i'll believe pretty much anything else but not that for some reason so i feel like it's the it's that line between millionaire and billionaire where like billionaires shouldn't exist yeah and if they do they're not 30 and hot. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody's writing Jeffrey Bezos into romance novels for a reason. If I'm going to read, it's going to be a rich woman. Yeah. I don't know why. That's just the way it is. I can't accept rich men. I like a manual laborer. <laughs> Absolutely. Like- Carpenters. Yeah. Lumberjacks. All the calloused man hands. But you know what we don't see? We don't see plumber romances i would gladly take a plumber romance if that's out there cool 
dearly beloved listeners if you have a plumber romance suggestion immediately send it to us i also want to read like a like a pilot's romance where they're both pilots okay i don't know why i just want to see him going at it in the cockpit and i want to hear lots of jokes about the word cockpit absolutely why is this not being used in romance novels already I don't know. And it might be. I mean, there's tons of stuff out there I have no idea about. Because the other day I posted that sign about Bigfoot. And somebody was like, I guarantee you there's a Bigfoot romance out there. Of course there is. Monster fuckers are a whole different breed. And we love them for it. I knew there were Yeti romances. But on the cover of this book was a 100% just a gorilla. So I was very confused (laughs) as to what this book was about. There's a line between monster fucking and bestiality. And, bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> and we gotta be Most very careful of about them what have like humanoid qualities for the monsters and the aliens. The spider one was definitely like the least human monster romance that I've read. was literally about to bring up ensnared. <laughs> yeah. Because did you read it? Yeah, you read it. I right? did. I did. It was really well written. It was so well written. Like this is, it, I didn't even give it a rating because I have it as two separate like ratings and reviews in my head because for what it is and how it was written, it's a five out of five. Yeah. It was like, in terms of the vibes for me, it was like a three out of five. Like there were moments where I got really taken aback at just how spire-like he was. <laughs> Like, I get that they still, they figured out the communication. Like, he learned English. He's a very, like, capable being. And then there was it just was a part of it. very similar to, like, structure and romance-wise to Ice Planet Barbarian, the first one. Yes. The way, like, the relationship growth was really, really similar. <laughs> right there, you have a cover. I love that cover. I, I do, too. Covers, but that one's really pretty. Yeah, I think... One of the things, I mean, we get into like with, you get into the whole debate about like consent because in IPB1, obviously they removed a lot of the non-consent scenes, like the rape scene doesn't exist in the rewrite. It's insinuated off page, but it's not on page. But I mean, Georgie still wakes up by having a tongue in her vagina. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's, there is no consent and she's like, okay with it. If I was woken up in a random space <laughs> like that. And not just like, a stranger, but a seven foot blue, blue stranger, person. please don't be offended. Actually do be offended if my foot connects with your face. Yeah. Like that's, but I mean, she was into it. Yeah. breakfast of champions oh man are you a are you a consensual non-consent fan or not so much it doesn't bother me um totally respect that it bothers a lot of people Mm -hmm. I think that books are fantasy yeah and there's a lot of stuff that I will happily read in a book that I'm not cool with in life of course (laughs) so Absolutely. I also don't want anything to do with like spider silk bondage, but it was dope. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The only reason that I purchased 
the copy is because the cover is so pretty. It is. I had to have it. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I will just buy a book for the new cover. I had to get the the Kiss Quotient, the new cover of that because it's so much better. The mass market one? Yeah. Are you an illustrated cover person or a vector cover? Okay. I do like the illustrated covers. However, the more invested I became in historical romances and understood the art behind the clinch, um, I really appreciate specifically Avon's more recent illustrated covers because you've got like Olivia Dade's spoiler alert and all the feels, which are almost clinchy. Yeah. Almost. And then there's like Alexis Daria's. You had me at Ola and a lot like Adios, and you've got those. those beautiful. If you're gonna do an illustrated cover, do that. Yes, but I yes. want to know that I'm getting a novel because sometimes when they look like yes. it kind of is. That's why I like the clinch so much. I'm like, okay, this is exactly. a novel, and that's. I don't think that contemporary has figured out a way to do that that really appeals to as many people without like. There's not really a contemporary clinch that doesn't look like an inspirational romance or a small town romance i mean the the standard shirtless guy covers you know what you're expecting out of them yeah but i want to see i want to see clothes being thrown off (laughs) can i have a topless girl on the cover i want both i know you can't i know you know that i don't like children and in my romance novels yes I just feel like it's a very unsexy element to add. So single dad romances, I don't I don't know if I've ever read one. I do like a single dad romance. However, it has to be done really, really well. But also, obviously, I'm not a mom. However, I am a nanny. Yes. <laughs> um, you no know. child. No child is well behaved like they are in romance novels. Right. It doesn't exist. You don't see a three-year-old biting his toenails in romance <laughs> novels and going, I don't understand why I have toenails. Like, <laughs> um, because of the fact that I'm a nanny, I cannot do nanny romances. Yeah. No way. No, yeah. like. That makes perfect sense. The only one that I've fully finished since becoming a nanny is Rafe Uh and that was because it was a single mom male nanny yeah and there was not even there wasn't even an age difference no there wasn't even an age difference (laughs) that makes yeah that makes sense I didn't even think about that um another overly specific trope that I really like is when some family member is just awful one of the characters so you get like a nice stand up for you moment yes always good always good my super specific moment in romance novels that I'm absolutely a goner for is a mutual masturbation scene like any sort of self-pleasure moment I'm here for it I love it yeah but there is something about like that show me yeah show me what you like yep Yes. My friend just started uh, reading The Roommate, so she's, like, been texting me constantly. So literally right before we got on this call, she was like, and they're masturbating in front of each other. Oh, 
Okay. That was the book that solidified how much I love that trope in my mind. It's a good one. It's probably yes. one of the best that, yeah, it's one of the best ones that I've read. It's so good. Um, Another overly specific moment that I love is like a guilty masturbation, especially if it's the guy. Because I think it like, like, I shouldn't be. I, I shouldn't be, was, but I can't. I think it myself. was window shopping. Courtney Milan yes. does it a lot, and Tessa Bailey does it a lot. I read three books today the Kennedy Fox Love and Isolation books. So, bro- best friend's brother stuck in a cabin for two weeks in a snowstorm. Okay, they've both been pining over each other, but like hating it. And then they finally, they're just like, we should just fuck it out of our systems. That should be that's that's another good trope, fuck it out of our systems, because that always Mm -hmm. works every time. Yeah, it it works to the point where they don't want to fuck anybody else after that. Yeah. But then I read part of the Duke I'd Like to F anthology. There was one of those. And then My Dirty Duke by Joanna Shoup. And he is 41 and she is 18. And it's father's best friend. (laughs) And it is so good. It's so good. I was like, what the fuck am I reading? But at the same time, how excited you are. Like, I need more. (laughs) (laughs) All right, anything else you want to talk about? How how do you rate your steam? Um, one to five. Okay. One is nothing. One mm-hmm. is closed door. Three is like you have one, at least one explicit scene that's like substantial. And four is like basically you're just upping the quantity. And then what's five? Five is like erotica. Okay. Um, the way that I've, like if somebody specifically asks me the way that I've done a steam reading in my head is like a one to three mm-hmm. where one is like closed door three being the door is wide open and then two being the door is slightly partially, like partially open and we're Things gonna like- cover the books in like relative detail oh yeah absolutely yeah. We won't even need to be like, oh, this was a level four. <laughs> so I'm going to start talking after this episode, so get ready. Yay. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. What are you reading right now? Um, I'm reading that first Immortals After Dark book. Mm, yes. And I'm reading, um, at the same time, I'm reading the Lady Sherlock series by Sherry Thomas. And she okay. is... Well, she writes a few different genres, but she's mostly a historical romance author. And she has this series that is like um, you know, Sherlock reimagined as a woman. And it's like, there's a romance B plot. It's not like gotcha. a r- capital R romance. Mm-hmm. I am in the middle of the Duke, I, the Duke I'd like to F anthology, mm-hmm. which is... As I was showing my coworker a picture on my phone today, I got a message from a friend going, there is a very distinct lack of historical orgies. That was the text (laughs) message. That was the text message that appeared on my phone. And my coworker knows that I read romance. And I just hope that she didn't look at the incoming text message because what a text message. 
Yeah. Um, We're starting with this hot mess of an episode. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think that once we start covering books, we'll have a more of a concrete structure. Should we tell the people what our next episode is going to be if they want to? Yeah. Our our next episode, we're going to start the Naked Fisherman duology by Julianne. They're on Kindle Unlimited right now. They are. So we're going to do one episode per book. However, book one ends and you will immediately want to go into book two. Yes. So we're going to avoid because... talking about book two while we're talking about book one. Yeah. But it does end in a cliffhanger. And I know some people are not a fan of that. Just You just have to do it. This is the only cliffhanger duology that I will tolerate. You'll vouch for. <laughs> Can't do very, it. No, there good. should be... There should be no cliffhangers in romance novels, but this one, in my mind, is just one big romance novel split up into two books. No, it is. And you can read it that way. I think literally the only reason for this to be two books is that there's like a five years that elapses between the books. But yeah, and both of them are out. So it's not like you have to wait for anything. You can just read it like one big book if you insist on. I'm so glad that I waited until this duology was out. Yes. But holy crap, this is probably my top book of 2021. Really? I don't know. I have read 270. <laughs> yeah, I. it's definitely in my top five for sure. There's been a lot of really good books for me this year. Yeah, same. That book, I feel like the first book is really, really, really good. And then when you get to the second book, you realize that you were just reading that book to get to the second book. Yes. Yeah. No, absolutely. I 100% agree. If you want to pine, it's it's worth the investment. Like the payoff at the end is worth reading two books to get to it, I think. Yes. If you can read a Mariana Zapata book. You can invest the time. These two books are the same length as one Mariana Zapata book and much more satisfying. Oh, I started, I started a Mariana Zapata and I'm like, wow, this is, this is a slow burn. Okay. Your first one of hers. Yeah. And I gave up. Um, Question for you. What is your definition of a slow burn? If I am at least to the halfway point, and my head is about to explode from the tension, that's a slow burn. Okay. It has to, sometimes I feel like people define slow burn as like, they don't fuck until a certain percentage. But like, I have to be, like, I can't stop reading this book. Yes. Until they fuck. So I guess Katie Robert did a TikTok the other day and she was like, someone asked me what a slow burn was. And so I Googled it and Google defined a slow burn as like, they don't kiss until 80%. I'm like, no, that's not a slow burn. That is torture. <laughs> that's like, like there needs to be serious pining. And I'm expecting a sex scene between 45 and 50% of the way through the book. Really? Why? If it's like, if it's, if there's not a sex scene at 50%, I'm out. Hmm. Just kidding. I'm not because I'm okay. nothing books terrible idea well the next book we're gonna read there is no penetrative sex in that whole first book that is true i don't even think it's till over halfway through the second book 
But you know what? I didn't miss it. I didn't either. I thought it was because so, like the romance was so good. The like the interactions that they do have, if anything, I think it's better because you get like more of a variety of steamy scenes too. Yes. Very much I've noticed, especially within the recent releases in the last four months, less of a focus on PNV sex. Yeah. Because it's not the be all and end all of sex. No. And not like, everybody even wants to have PNV sex. No. I'm gonna come prepared with notes. Shut up. No, I'm really not. No, That's not who I am at all. <laughs> Your girl okay, has I'll, ADHD. I'll She's not coming prepared with <laughs> notes. Um, I will flag moments. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm not taking like, I really want to talk about the, you know, dry humping. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to start talking about this book if we don't wrap it up here. I know, I know. Okay. I'm very excited I'm very, to talk about this book with you, though. Yes, it's so good. It's so good. I have thoughts. I can't wait to hear all of the thoughts that you haven't already forced upon me. <laughs> but every person that I've recommended those books to you is, like, texting me every few minutes. It's like, please tell me it's okay. Like, spoil it for me. Wait, don't. But I need to know, like, do you think that I would tell you to read a two-book romance that doesn't <laughs> end in happily ever after that was most definitely me in your text messages while reading these <laughs> absolutely it was no it was and i'm i'm totally happy with that but if if anybody's still listening we're not here to fuck up your life <laughs> with making you read a book or two that doesn't end up with them together but also we're not gonna force you to read these books we're gonna talk about them in full detail from page well, one for yourself to the end <laughs> So if you, if anything in you tells you to read the book, just do that beforehand. We promise we're not going to recommend bad books. No, we would never do that because everyone likes the same books. And if we like the books, you will too. Yes. (laughs) Especially in Romancelandia, everybody likes the same thing. Obviously we have good taste in romance novels and you will like what we recommend to you. And it's okay to be wrong sometimes if you didn't like the book. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think I don't get a chance to like no matter how many buddy reads I do or like virtual book clubs all through the pandemic I don't get a chance to discuss books in depth really. I can't buddy read with people. No, I, I'm like the book is done in two hours. Yeah. No, oh, I can't. In the intimacy experiment reread. I was like, I just read this book three times again. It's great. Yeah. Poor Krista is like, I'm not there. We're like, oh, sorry, Krista. We love sorry, you. Are you life? <laughs> Lives? What are those? Mm, I don't know. I'm about to find out. You done your master's now? I have one two-page paper to write. And That's you better believe it? I'm going to put it off until the day it's due. And then I'm Obviously, done. Obviously, due date means due date. Yeah. Like, there do it two hours before. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be fine. Absolutely. That's how I got through my entire undergrad. That's how I got through my entire life. You're going to listen to this back tomorrow (laughs) 
and you're gonna be like esther we have to redo the entire intro podcast <laughs> we might <laughs> we might you don't like our material i love our material so next week we will be reading the naked fisherman by julianne and we will see you then